Hello and welcome to this special secret, no one knew this was happening, even us, <laughs> edition of the Movie Bunker podcast with myself, Matt. Hey, hello. Hey, hello. Hey, hello. <laughs> hello, it's me, Chris. Hi, Chris. Chris. Secret bunker time. Secret bunker, because it's a super special time of the year. I mean, this yeah. is 10 years plus in the making, this. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And we finally, the, the overlords have finally given us something decent to watch. And I'm so happy. Exciting times. Exciting times. <laughs> um, just a quick shout out. You may notice this be a little bit more ummy and urry and a bit more weird than normal because uh, we ain't editing this today. This is coming out. This is fundamentally live. So uh, this is what we actually sound like, dithering old men <laughs> without yeah, the powers my- of editing. Yeah, speech impediment is well and truly, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, there. <laughs> 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 There you go, sorted. Right, so um, standard. What what are we doing? What are we doing? If if we haven't dropped enough hints, we are going to be doing the Avengers. Here's the trailer. Now is the winter of your discontent. The weather is no longer in God's hands, but in mine. To stop a madman. You will buy your weather from me. On a mission of destruction. Hundreds of millions will die. They'll drown. Burn. You need a lady. Play, Dr. Peel. Who's lethal. What did you have in mind? Nothing too messy, I hope. And a hero. John Steed. In a hat. You'll pay for that. You'd like us to work as a team. You mean I have to trust you? Absolutely. Good. When evil reigns, rain or shine, all is might. Only one team. Insects. Bigger every year. Can weather the storm. You're not someone who plays by the rules, Doctor. Rules are made to be broken. Are you sure you're up for this, dear boy? Absolutely, old chap. Let our rebels begin. Uma Thurman. Don't wait for me. And Sean Connery. Time to die. The Avengers. I'm glad to hear they're together at last. What the fuck was that? (laughs) (laughs) That's not the Avengers. Hang on a minute. Hang on. Hang on. What? Uh, I think the overlords are playing a trick on us. They they <laughs> fucked us over again, Chris. This <laughs> is not the Avengers <laughs> Endgame. It's not even Avengers Assembled. This is the Avengers 1998 uh, making of the TV series of 1966. Yeah. A film quite widely renowned as the worst film in the world. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, this, this is probably one of the lowest films we've ever done in terms of IMDb score alone. It comes up at a whopping like 3.8, but is that right? 3.7. Come 3. on. 7. Stop Jesus. trying to stop trying to flower the bun. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it's a, it's a weird one. Let me read the plot synopsis out to you. So, The Avengers, the hip secret agent series from the 60s, uh, is reinvented for the movies with a stylish blend of wit. Mm-hmm. Fabulous retro fashions and effects-packed action. Ralph Fiennes is the very dapper. John Steele and Uma Thurman is the smartly cat-suited Emma Peel. Two secret agents who fight crime with style. Sean Connery. <laughs> 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 
Because <laughs> that's the important thing about fighting crime, <laughs> is that there's a certain amount of style to it. Uh, Sean Connolly uh, portrays Sir August de Winter, great name, uh, an evil genius out of out to control the world with a high-tech weather machine. Uh, this madman poses quite a threat to mankind with his raging ice storm. Quite the threat. <laughs> it's not even like a, an actual threat. It's just maybe uh, could be a threat. It could be. And uh, mechanical buzz-bombing bees. But come cold, heat, or dreaded plight, our two heroes never lose their cool. Tea, right. anyone? We, okay, let's watch it. Done. <laughs> All right. Okay. Um, uh, well, let's do our normal then. Who's in this piece of shit? So we've got some cracking actors. I mean, no yeah. doubt. You've got Ralph Fiennes, I've already mentioned here, plays John Steed, the, the infamous uh, John Steed from the Avengers uh, franchise. <laughs> what am I going yeah, Uma Thurman, uh, Dr. Emma Peel, um, basically, who's, uh, you know, I don't know, uh, Black Widow. She looks of, like Black Widow, yeah, it's true. <laughs> sort of red hair and a black cat suit in a majority of this film. Sean Connolly is... Connolly. <laughs> and famously, one of, the, one of the last movies to finish off his acting career, uh, this along with uh, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, pretty much put him off the whole process. That's quite, um, the, um, uh, that's quite the accolade for this film, isn't it? It's made yeah. one of the famous world famous <laughs> actors stop acting. <laughs> you got Jim Broadbent as mother. Jim Broadbent, I love the, Jim Broadbent. Fiona Shaw as father. Eddie Izzard as Bailey, and you've got lots of other kind of uh, well-known-ish uh, British actors. Yes, yeah, uh, Keely Hawes is probably one of her first roles, I guess. In this, she's like all over the place now in like The Bodyguard and whatnot. And yeah, uh, Sean Ryder was in this, I spot. Sean Ryder. Sean Ryder. He's well in his true. He's in his nineties, kind of. He's well. He's always. He's in his prime, isn't he? I mean, <laughs> yeah. is that why? Right? If, if, if Sean Ryder ever had a prime, <laughs> this is a kind of guess. This is this is it. Uh, well, for anyone doesn't know, Sean Ryder is the uh, frontman for Happy Mondays a seminal uh, British band uh, from the 80s, I guess, was it 80s? Yeah, 80s, 90s, Manchester scene, and he went on to front an amazing band called uh, Black Grape, uh, and he's done a few bits and pieces with Gorillaz as well. Great, iconic character of the music scene, Manchester scene in particular, but he does a little cameo. He's one of the henchmen of uh, Eddie Izzard's character as well. Um, so there's lots of hench people, lots of, you know, special agents or just hammy, um, you know, quaint characters in this movie, uh, all doing their own, the typical kind of tongue-in-cheek uh, yeah. Austin Powers spiel, but without the... Humour or intent. <laughs> <laughs> can we, can we, I think we should just come straight out of the bag and say the critics are right on this one. It is horrendous, and I, I can't think of a single redeeming feature of this film <laughs> at all. The music's terrible. The acting is mind-bogglingly bad the mm. script looks like it's been like thrown together by two people like either, you know when you play that game where you write the sentence then you fold over the piece of paper and then someone writes the next sentence <laughs> you fold it over and then so and so forth and you unwrap it and you read it out and go <laughs> that's hilarious that's what yeah. this fucking script sounds like well it's it, it, absolutely bang on and i think that might be a way forward in future <laughs> <laughs> Put the script together. The other thing it reminds me of as well is, you know, David Bowie famously had a computer to write um, one of his albums in the sort of late 
sort of mid to late nineties. Yeah. He, he had a bit of software that he basically would, would take text and turn it into lyrics. Um, and I don't think the album did particularly well because of it. Uh, it certainly wasn't, you know, one of his strongest albums, but this reminds me of that as well. It's like they kind of put in all the, the cliched and tropes that you would need for a, a tongue in cheek spy movie with some seventies, sixties, seventies kind of, um, typical dialogue and they've churned yeah. this out. It's literally the computer has done it on an algorithm. It's, so it's awful. This is what I, I kind of struggled with. Um, well, I struggled with so much this film, but like uh, I struggled with the fact that uh, it's like, it, it, it is it tongue in cheek? So it obviously at some point you, at one point you suddenly realize this, this is definitely meant to be funny and laughed at. This is definitely tongue, but there's not, there's not enough of clues at that point. There's not enough humor. There's things that you think it to, should, is that meant to be funny? Is, 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 is that meant to be kitsch or is it just shit? And then, uh, and that's the kind of running theme right up until you get like the teddy bear scene. And then you realize, Oh, they're, they're, they're playing it for laughs, but there aren't yeah. any laughs. There's just like, yeah, it's, it, oh, it's just so weird. It's it's one of the weirdest things I've ever watched, as well as being the worst. Well, I think for me, it, it kind of I was what had me on board for probably about the first twenty minutes. I was kind of happily going along with it, but I think the problem with it is the shtick and the, the tweeness of it wears thin really quickly because you can't sustain the amount of corny one-liners that they deliver to each other, or the sexual innuendo and the oh, wink, wink, nudge, nudge sort of stuff. <laughs> It does, it grates very quickly. And by the end of it, it's just, for fuck's sake, just shut up. Ella! We were bombarding protons and ions to make antimatter. I shall have to start calling you doctor again. Artificially creating new weather systems. You're a lady of hidden talents, Mrs. Peel. A little more flexibility in the wrist. Scientist. Swordsman. To what do you attribute your overachievements? My father always wanted a boy. Oh, really? I felt see the connection. I had a feeling you would. So did he. Touche. Ebony handles are a touch heavy, Trumpshaw. I'll um, stick to the rosewood. Excellent. If you'd step this way. Yeah, it like just, if he was in a room with either of these two characters and you'd go like, oh, excuse me, could you um, pass me the, the yoghurt? And they'd go, I could pass the yoghurt or I could uh, fuck you up the arse with it. And he'd be like, oh, oh, yeah, no, no, could you just pass me yoghurt? Ah, ha, 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 ha. Yeah. I will chase you around the room now. What are you talking about? Just pass me the yoghurt, please. <laughs> I know why you want the yoghurt passed to you. I mean, this is weird. <laughs> it's weird. I don't, yeah, I probably picked the wrong kind of condiment. <laughs> To go with that, then maybe the salt. Pass <laughs> with the salt is what you usually say. You've got. I hope you're having a very posh breakfast, you know, with your Swiss yeah. muesli with yogurt and. Uh, pass this is me, could you pass me the yogurt, please. Just shut up, John Steeder. Pass me the yogurt. I can definitely try. Oh, for fuck's sake! I'll get it myself. <laughs> There's a scene in this film where um, Ralph finds his character still is, is giving Emma Thurman, Uma Thurman's character a new pair of boots. Yes. And it's a sexy smoldering scene because 
the zips are fastened and unfastened. <laughs> <laughs> It's so, it is weird, yeah. It's, it's, it's definitely one for the foot fetishes out there. It's kind of like before they, they kiss, they nearly kiss, and uh, he's, she says, whispers to him, um, it's, it's too tight. And he says, push. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm thinking, Jesus Christ. Yeah, the amount of sex we've there, there was um, one of the early scenes between Sean Connery and Uma Thurman nearly made me gag in my mouth. <laughs> um, when for some reason they're in a, a wet area and he's going uh, in India you can get uh, 10 inches overnight and it's like oh god <laughs> and then he goes like that nothing wrong and he like gives her a towel but then looks and goes nothing wrong with being wet and you're like oh Jesus Christ <laughs> someone fucking kill me now yeah, it's pretty bad because they, they, they didn't need to like have a whole thing and a big battle with him at all they just needed to call in HR for his inappropriate behaviour and that he'd have been fired he wouldn't have been in power couldn't have you know done whatever his MacGuffin bullshit was and it it all been over very early days. Yeah, this is what uh, Sean Connery's character, uh, Mr. Winter. Yeah, who's the yeah. kind of he, he's he's jaded, isn't he? He's a bit put out and um, has created multiple kind of well, not multiple. He's created this machine, hasn't he, that controls the weather, and that's what he basically uses to hold the world to hostage. It's a do very. You, do you think well- that they they picked like a weather bomb kind of thing simply be, to fit into the Britishness of it? Because obviously there's the running gag that all British only ever talk about the weather. Yeah, that would be quite a clever thing to assume. I don't know. That <laughs> I don't think so. I think it was more the fact that, you know, what did Bond do? Uh, let's do something similar. Because it's kind of like a, like a world is not enough vibe about it where there's a, you know, uh, a, a big... Uh, dude who's got lots of power and money who's got a machine and holding the world to ransom it's like a yeah. bond trope and it's just lazy i i would say that there are elements of this movie just to go straight into things i actually did think were ambitious so i think some of the special effects and some of the fighting scenes and some of that you know those big set pieces were kind of well thought out maybe they were you know they were a bit too ambitious with them they weren't awful i mean the the dialogue is bad we know that dialogue is is this beyond bad we can't just say bad it is just (laughs) but there's some of the hand-to-hand combat stuff is very clumsy and clunky but in terms of you know some of the yeah there's a there's a a fight scene between um ralph fines john steed and sean connery which again is full of double entendre and uh, yeah. this is weird between, you know, two men and, and supposed like fight scenes, but because they wanted to shoehorn in the, 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 uh, the, the witty repertoire between the two is that eat the fights have to stop and start. It's like an American football game. It's like, yeah. <laughs> it's like I'll have a go at hitting you and now we'll have a little witty banter. And then I'll yeah. have a go at hitting you, and then we'll have some more witty banter. And the thing is, Sean Connery at this point was like an old man. And, you know, he was, they obviously tried to make it do it. And it just looks so pedestrian and yeah. painfully. It reminded, it reminded me this, the scene in particular, like the final showdown, because we kind of jumped ahead, but then mind. But yeah, it, like the it. final showdown, yeah, um, is reminded me of uh, Attack of the Clones. And Return of the Jedi rolled into one because you got they're on a very wet, rainy environment. You know where Attack of the Clones were on that Camino? And yes. Um, Django Fett, the other one, his brother, and uh, uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi having that very rainy fight where they're getting terribly wet. 
and uh, it reminded me of that and also at the end nothing he, wrong with being wet <laughs> yeah, Sean Connery's character gets electrocuted by like a weather vane he gets stabbed with a massive weather vane and um, struck by lightning and he basically gets electrocuted up into the sky and up and through you know up into the yeah yeah he gets absolutely um, so it was, it was like the reverse of when the emperor gets killed by Darth Vader uh, in, at the end of uh, uh, Return of the Jedi yeah so, I mean, there's a Star Wars connection to this and how it made me feel. It's specifically that scene. So that's something. <laughs> there is that something. <laughs> um, can we talk about some of the characters in this? Um, I want to pull out sort of three characters. Mm-hmm. Um, Brenda, um, played by Carmen Ojogo. Uh, Bailey, played by Eddie Izzard. Mm-hmm. Um, and Sean Ryder, uh, Donovan. Um, I think between them... They say like three things. Sean Ryder <laughs> says literally nothing. Eddie Izzard yeah. says, oh, fuck, just before he's dying. Mm-hmm. Um, and Carmen Ajogo's Brenda is kind of uh, Jim Brawlbrent's mother's character's kind of carer, but in a really like inappropriate way. There's a lot of touching and knowing looks and stuff. But yeah, there's like, there's, and, and bear in mind, these are sort of like, you know, uh, they were big names at the time, and they were highly, um, you know, uh, uh, rated. You know, they're, they're up there in the names of the list. They're in the first sort of like flashing sequence of uh, the credits. Maybe the credits is my favourite part. Um, <laughs> but they literally say nothing the whole film. Mm. Well, I'm. Um, it's like bridging plus plus plus. <laughs> yeah. Eddie Izzard's basically just chewing throughout the whole thing. He, that's, that's his job, just to look on screen, look look miserable or, or mean and chew. Mean, yeah. And apparently, according to IMDb, which is obviously true, he had three lines, but he decided that he, he, he spoke to the director and said, look, I don't, I would prefer to cut my lines. I think it's a good idea that I don't talk. So, um, yeah, figure that one out. But it, it, <laughs> the director was uh, Jeremiah S. Chechik, I've never heard of this guy. He um, did Diabolique, uh, which is, a, a, I think, it's, is it not that really good film with um, Vincent Cassell? And uh, I don't know it. Is that Diabolique or am I thinking of something else? Hold on, I mean, I, I'll check. This is what normally we would cut out during the, the checking <laughs> part of it. He did National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. This oh, well, guy's a know. fucking genius. <laughs> Gossip Girl. Gossip Girl, yeah. Went back to TV after the event. Just Diabolique. Uh, just quickly check in. La, 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 la. Benny and Judy did as well. Oh, wow. Good. Um, yeah, lots of TV. Chuck. No, Diabolique Chuck. is a completely different film to the one I was thinking of. So. Uh, okay. There you go. That'd normally be cut out and I'd look like a genius. Now I look like a fucking idiot and everyone's going to hear about it. <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> People um, are beginning yeah, no. to peek behind the curtain. <laughs> he did a Van Halen um, video <clears throat> short. Wow. And a Hall of Notes video short. But yeah, no, lots of TV, not many movies. So there you go. Well, a couple of one, well, couple of movies, nothing of note apart from Benny and June, which was pretty good if I remember. Benny, yeah, I remember that one. So there's a scene as well that I wanted to talk about, which is um, go on, we've, we've talked about a similar scene to this in the past because we've we've actually sent... Um, we've had a little laugh about this particular thing because it's a well-known trope. When uh, Sean Connery's character is speaking in a boardroom with all his uh, associates and they're all dressed because they don't, they're, no, they're not allowed to know each other's identity. And I've got a clip of this. Well, so we play the clip because uh, it's going to come up. Um, but 
they're in teddy bear outfits, giant, colourful teddy bear outfits. Yep. And Sean Crow says, look, we can't see each other because it's dangerous. We don't, our, you know, our identities must be hidden apart from mine. I know who you are and you know who I am, but that's it. So he removes his, his uh, little teddy bear hat. It's a good teddy bear outfit. You know, they're, they're awesome, yeah. He says, look, I'll give you an opportunity here. Does anybody want to leave? You know, thank you for your time. I'll give you a million pounds. Um, yeah. Which famously linked, he famously says million pounds because you can tell he says pounds and they overdub him with dollars because if I went back to double check that scene <laughs> so he's overdub he's overdubbed with dollars um and then he gets two people put their hands up and um so you think okay yeah this is I know where this is going they're going yeah. to die horribly and yeah. lo and behold oh thanks really much for your participation you know and then he instead of saying yeah cheers there's the door if you go he stabs him welcome to wonderland weather here in our London headquarters. Now allied with our colleagues from Brawley, together we will make history. You all know who I am, and I know all of you, but you cannot know one another. Security is still paramount. Our organization now faces its greatest test. Therefore, I demand absolute loyalty absolute obedience but if anybody wishes to resign he must do so now and in recognition of your work a generous offer of one million dollars awaits you now does anybody wish to resign hmm? oh please don't be shy we owe so much to both of you Without your work, my humble project would perish. How can I show my appreciation? Any other business? He knifes him with two blades, doesn't he? Little and two darts. Yeah, yeah. And then the other teddy bears look around and go, oh. And it reminds me of that, that whole kind of thing where, oh, I made a mistake. So sorry. And he, you know, he goes, don't worry about it. I hug them and he stabs them in the back and all that sort of thing. We talked about that in multiple yeah. films in our career. In our career. <laughs> in our career. But what I, I, I thought was weird about this particular thing, because like I say, it is something we've seen in films before from um, Untouchables with the, you know, uh, Robert De Niro famously baseball batting the guy to death. Uh, you know, where everyone's kind of like sat there going, hey, it's not me, I'm, I'm fine. You kind of see this before where, uh, and even in James Bond, Golden, Goldfinger. Yeah, like yeah. The guy there says like, no, nah, fuck this, I'm going to take my money and leave. And then he gets the thing. So like, in those situations, what you can see is that like the bad guy was clearly saying, you know, uh, don't leave or I'm going to kill you, but then they get killed. You. This, Sean Curry really sort of tricks them into saying, this is like, this is absolutely fine. He's like, hey, you know, it gives you like multiple opportunities. Like, like seriously, think about it. Uh, if you're not at all happy, if it, you know, the pension plan's not in the right place for you, whatever, no worries. Just, you know, I'm going to pay you to leave. It's going to be good. You're going to be sorted for life. Look after your family. Everything's going to be good. Anyone? No one. Okay, come on, come on, guys. There must be one of you out there. <laughs> someone, someone must not be entirely sure. And then one, like, teddy bear puts his hand up. And then uh, they go, anyone else? Come on. <laughs> this is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. And then the other one kind of shakily puts his hand up. Like, oh, I'm not so sure, but, uh, okay, you know, the other guy was my boss. 
Um, and then they get uh, and die. And so it's like, what the fuck? It's <laughs> like he had, he had the blades. Look, come on, guys. I got the blades. They're hidden up my sleeves. <laughs> I want to use them. <laughs> come on. This scene is, you know, requires this. <laughs> <laughs> come on, someone put your hands up. Uh, yeah, no, I, I, yeah. They could have dubbed, overdubbed the whole thing with like, come on, guys, who wants a talking part? Anyone? <laughs> Does anyone want a line? Anyone want a line? Come on. Uh, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll dub say with the real thing later, but just, who wants a line? Come on, one of you guys must want a line. Uh, uh, me? Uh, there, now. No, no one's got lines. No one's got lines apart from me and Uma Thurman. That's it. This is a weird one because in terms of its budget, I was thinking as well, what did this lose? I mean, it lost big time on its opening weekend, but did it actually make money in the long run? I think it actually no. did. Oh. I don't think it did. No, no, no. It, like the world, it, it cost sixty million to make, and then it, um, the gross worldwide was forty-eight. Forty-eight and a half. Yes, I see that now. Yeah. So it, it lost a bunch of cash, and it would have taken. I mean, obviously, we always say like the budget. We, I'm not sure on IMDb if that takes into account the press tours and stuff, but oh yeah, I think this is must be one of the. You know, it, it, it got no press screenings and stuff. So there were signs. It got uh, absolutely put into the graveyard shift of August when it launched out. So there was, you know, there were signs that this was going to be a huge pile of shit, and the signs were correct. Um, yeah. So, and it, but it lasts for eighty nine minutes, so that's a very reasonable running time. Yes, but there's, a, but it, it doesn't make any sense at eight nine minutes. So the, the no. problem with this is, so we, obviously we talked about the fact that it it looks bad. Are the special effects awful? No, so I don't probably, think they're probably awful. not. No, the special effects are okay. The acting script and everything else is terrible. Um, then coupled with that, they they ripped out half an hour. There's like a famous half hour of this film that's just taken away from it, which means that none of the film makes sense. In fact, there's some, it's not even like taken out subtly so that there's some bits that they say. They're actually at various points referring to things that you haven't seen because it's been ripped out. And there's even a bit, I think, um, after John Steed's been walking around the maze, it mm. cuts back to him. He's unconscious. You have no idea what the fuck happened. Yeah, there's a scene where they're chasing each other in the, in like a, a maze, isn't there? Yeah, uh, him and him and she, she him goes and, down like a, a a trap door, a rabbit hole, trap door. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he goes off and has a little fight with Sean Connery, but then Sean Connery just disappears. Like a six year old man could just like you'd hear him walk away. Like the crack of his fucking knees alone would be enough to sort of like say, Sean, I can see you walking away, mate. Just wait there. I'll be right with you. But then it, it sort of goes off. It follows um, the, the uh, Uma Thurman Emma character for a while and then comes back and he's just unconscious on the floor. Yeah. Well, and there's lots of stuff like that where it happens. Like the whole, uh, the, 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 the evil double uh, never really explained as to what the fuck happened. There's like this one bit where they talk to the invisible Patrick. Uh, is it Patrick? Yeah, Patrick McNee, who was the original John Steed. Yeah, so it's just his voice. Um, I think he died quite uh, soon after this, probably so that he didn't have to watch it. He probably, <laughs> probably took himself off to Dignitas so he wouldn't have to fucking watch this piece of shit. <laughs> um Give me a ticket. <laughs> Give me a ticket. I've seen the rushes. I don't want to watch any more. <laughs> <laughs> My legacy. <laughs> it's all got to shit. Diana Rigg is, was apparently sent the script. Uh, she was the original um, uh, ladies' play Dr. Emma Peel. Yeah. She, 
you passed. <laughs> she she said, "Nope, <laughs> I've got dignity in <laughs> Agents. I can imagine no. her set at home with the shredder next to her. Just went, I know, and just dumping it in the shredder. She turns up later on in um, Game of Thrones. Is, I'll wait for Game of Thrones. That'd be fine. That'd be my legacy. <laughs> yeah. And she's done very well in that. She did until she died. So, what were you saying? You were saying about oh, spoiler uh, about a scene. <laughs> um, I can't remember now. I went off on a tangent. Yeah. So yeah. No. No. Sorry. Um. Yeah. So the, the, the evil double. There's a reference when he's talking to Patrick McNee about this uh, clandestine uh, lab which made clones and mm. bad stuff. But they don't ever really sort of go da 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 tie this up. There you go. The whole sort of middle section of the film is missing. <laughs> I think. I think they just rather than it's kind of the way we edit. Rather than sort of going like we gotta take a bit out of here, a bit out of here, it's gone. Finally, thirty minutes to cut out of this fucking film. We go like that bit when he gets knocked on the head, and then that bit when he wakes up. Perfect. Bosh. Done. Over here, by your side. Ah, I was worried. How touching, afraid you'd lost me. No, that you might escape. Still suspicious. Just wondering if you'd brought me here under false pretenses. Frankly, I'm amazed. Perhaps I should run away. I'll have to give chase. I'll hide. How romantic. Do try. Sir August de Winter. John Steed. An old trick I learned from a dervish in Istanbul. Hmm, Turkish rules. If you insist. Then try this. A man with an umbrella is a man praying for rain. And a man without one is a fool. Never trust the weather, Sir August. Rain or shine, all is might. It's another um, kind of link to the Clone Wars as well, isn't it? With the cloning. So this kind of has three things now. In, yeah. Um, is, it, is there anything else? Is, <laughs> is any other of these? Is Keeney Hawes? No, 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 no one else uh, is in it. There's quite a strong link to, to James Bond, isn't there? Because Ralph Fiennes um, is in the latest run of James Bond. He's playing the new M. M that's right. Yes, yes. Um, Sean Connery, obviously, um, was Bond quite famous? Oh yes, <laughs> Patrick so Lee, I believe, appeared in one. Um, yeah, there's a lot of Bondiness, yeah. a lot of lot of, lot of links to Bond. Um, but yes, it it, it was p- filmed a lot of it at Pinewood Studios, uh, and especially at the broccoli the broccoli stage or the 007 stage. So there you go. Mm. Um, which most uh, British films are filmed at Pinewood Studios anyway, so that's not a major <laughs> fact. <laughs> not a huge it's talking kind of point. <laughs> filming location that we have in the UK. <laughs> this is filmed at Pinewood Studios. No shit. <laughs> in the UK, at Pinewood Studios. No shit. <laughs> wow. So, yeah, I mean, ultimately, we've got a, a massive stinker on our hands. I mean, nothing really saves this. As you say, the, the cloning thing never explained. It's very strange. I mean, yeah. the two of them uh, meet up at some point, uh, the, but both those kind of characters. And, and originally, I think, they, from what I read, um, the, the, the clone was going to be a robot, uh, but they changed it to a, like a proper clone. Yeah, because I think they'd rushed up, they'd, they'd, they'd done all the books and stuff. Like, you know, you get the, the, the screenplay, the book of the screenplay. Um, uh, yes. they, they got all that done before they went, no, it needs to be edited. So they, they'd done it on the original script. 
so the the actual book is uh got all of the plot holes in it and uh, okay shines a light to it so so, so yeah, you, so if you if you ever want to film this in, you can. I think there's a film about how shit it is. Uh, another film about how shit this film is. I mean, the fact that they've actually created a film just to talk about how crap this film is it says something, doesn't it? It's got one of yeah. those. Kind of, what a shame. I mean, to be honest with you, it's got franchise. It's it, it's it's got franchise written all over it because if in the right hands with a bit more time, maybe you know with it with the correct script. I mean, these characters are very quintessentially British. There's a lot of, um, you know, like kitschness and a lot of tongue in cheekness. It's got, you know, that vibe about it and it could do well in with a, with a, you know, with a British audience or, you know, and worldwide. Cause you know, Americans love that stuff as well. Um, and so in, in theory, it, it, it could have worked and, it, and potentially it could have had legs. And I think that's what they wanted. They wanted a franchise. They wanted one, you know, yeah. a, a, a set of sequels. I mean, um, we've seen recently, haven't we, like a whole spate of uh, t- TV that's been remade into films and has done reasonably successful. Um, this one specifically reminded me of um, the more successful uh, Get Smart. Do you remember that? With Steve yes. Carell in it and Anne yes, Hathaway. Yes. Um, which actually is, I'm just looking at it now, is, is, is only rated 6.5, but I actually thought it was pretty decent and a, a reasonably funny film. It's more, uh, they kind of went the Inspector Clouseau route with like the, uh, the bumbling, um, yeah, the yeah. bumbling winner, so to speak. But uh, yeah, uh, it, this could have been what that was, at least, you know, a 6.5. Actually, 6.5 isn't bad, is it? 6.5 out of 10, isn't it? It's never going to be. That is not bad. For IMDb, it's it's not too bad, to be fair. So, have you got anything anything else you you fancy divulging about this movie? Anything else that stuck out or any other, anything that you might want to celebrate about it? (laughs) I mean, they stuck to their guns in terms of the the one liner uh, thing. So, you can only respect them for that? Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's, uh, they they showed a, a great deal of persistence in um, getting this film because it can't have been easy say these lines i know um i mean obviously now ralph finds is a, a a big old star but i think at this point um he i think they'd done that thing where he was like they knew he was going to be big because he'd done like the english patient but he wasn't it's, yet huge yeah yeah i mean i've got some fact toys if you want to hear some go on then Okay, so we've some of these we kind of smashed me in the on. face with your factoids. <laughs> so Warner Brothers didn't pre- preview this movie for critics, and the movie was dramatically re-edited prior to release. So sections of it failed to make sense. We know this because you're <laughs> that's uh, not a factoid. That's just watching the fucking thing. Um, isn't it? And you mentioned it. I think you mentioned this earlier on, but famously, there is no full edit of this movie that you can physically watch. I mean, you would think with you all can't the kind of no. Movies, Snyder cut stuff that goes on. You would think maybe there'd be a, a you know a gang of pitchforking welding fanboys <laughs> saying release the full cut of the Avengers 1998, whatever it was. Um, speaking at the 2006 FI Lifetime Achievement Award ceremony, Eddie Izzard said that he took the role in this movie in order to meet Sir John. Uh, Sir Sean Connery Sir John Gilgood, and then was horribly <laughs> disappointed like the rest of us when it turned out to be Sean Connery. Um, 
yeah, this was Patrick McNee's final movie uh, before his death on June the 25th, 2015, at the age of 93. Good innings. Bless him. Uh, we mentioned Diana Rigg uh, passing on the role. Good, good thing for her. This is an interesting one. At one point, David Fincher was interested in writing and directing. Oh, yes, yeah, see, I, I saw that. And I thought... With Charles that, Dance starring as John Steed. That would have been good, I think. Yeah. Potentially, anyway. You never know. I mean, like, Finch back then was a bit hit and missy. Uh, but, yeah, that, that could have worked. Yeah, this, I mean... This certainly did, basically. Say anything else could have worked. This didn't. <laughs> I mean, uh, Fincher is... Right, quite an iconic director. His take on it would have been very different. Um, producer Jerry Weintraub, if I think I pronounced that correctly, had hopes for sequels to this movie, having spent around a decade trying to get the project greenlit in the first place. Uh, Ralph Fiennes said of this movie, I think it's a badge of honour to have a real flop on your resume. Um, so yeah, it's pretty panned. I mean, uh, there's another quick snippet. Nicole Kibben was unable to take the role of Emma Peel due to already being contracted to make Eyes Wide Shut in 1999. And there are many, many, many other tidbits and goofs and gaffes and things like that around this movie because it's it's absolute fodder for imdb delving so if you want to get online and have a look at some of the other stuff that surrounds this absolute shit show of a film uh, it's all there i'm not going to read it all out to you because it's just too much of it to be fair yeah yeah i, I suppose something we pull out of it is, is that maybe that it was uh, the inspiration to the the fantastic kingsman umbrella sequence in the pub Potentially, oh, yeah. or, or, or maybe the original series was more of it, like the gentleman, um, secret agent, like umbrella and stuff. Um, maybe, yeah, maybe, possibly. Maybe they can claim that because that's brilliant. The uh, in the in the first film when he's in the pub. In fact, actually, they, they ape it very well in the second one where he's kind of like not quite himself after being shot in the face by Samuel Jackson. As, as okay. you wouldn't be. I mean, it's hard to get over that. No. <laughs> I mean, is it reviews time, Matthew? Uh, yes. <laughs> it's, we have to. This is, you know, this is our job. This is what everyone tunes in for, right? This uh, review. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Did you get one? I'm getting one, if that <laughs> helps. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I've got, an, I've got a fairly longish one. Uh, well, it's longish. I, I shall whiz through it. But yeah, the review is uh, one of the, are my favourite parts of the show uh, and from all the emails and chat i get online on our social accounts i think it's yours too so um this is a 10 out of 10 it's our job to talk about um and so sorry celebrate the 10 out of 10 reviews that are on imdb because as you say there's always an audience for these movies isn't there yes Regardless of how bad the critics are and the scores so this is a 10 out of 10 uh, i'm going to try and do sean connery throughout the whole thing well done uh, uh needs avenging not is the title first line oh, that's what i was gonna do <laughs> <laughs> first line well done steed i say well done warner brothers Ooh. people say that the avengers is the worst tv remake ever if i i'm going off already so just bear with just, me okay? yeah just stick with it man i say no <laughs> no no this film has great music great cars good acting from Sean Connolly, myself, thank you. Uma Thurman, uh, Uma Thurman's and Ralph, that's the Irish, and Ralph Fiennes. Good fight scenes, an average car chase, and the main <laughs> thing, 1960s madness. The storyline makes little sense, I agree, but it is mad. Back in the 60s would be 
would have been possible for mechanical wasps, would you have had an underwater island, a weather control machine, pointless treasure maps lying around the place? Maybe in the 90s when this was made, but not back then when they thought they should. Miss Thurman's in a cat suit. I mean, <laughs> get out. <laughs> Miss Thurman's in a cat suit. That's Irish, I mean. Come on, Eddie. Come on. Come on, Eddie. <laughs> Come on, Eddie. <laughs> Eddie Izzard is great at the hit. Jordan <laughs> Connery is hilarious as her August die winter. Turn to Eamon Holmes. <laughs> Jim Broadbent is clear. I'm doing Irish deliberately now. Jim Broadbent is cleverly cast in his mother. <laughs> Uh, may I add that when the TV series was written, a storyline like this one would have was highly common. So if you liked, sorry guys, but not love this TV series, right? Forget the fucking last five minutes of that. Right? <laughs> 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 that's not being edited. That's staying in. Oh, natural. Oh, I fucked up the last bit. Wow. Well, we always say when you read these reviews, it's hard to read them because they're not written in, like, real English. <laughs> no, no. i got a short one, which I could probably manage. <laughs> Fuck that. Go on. Uh, Avengers, you're needed, is the title. Go with English because, you know, it's easy for me. <laughs> well done. Good this is by Mr. Big. I mean, finally, we've tracked him down. Mr. Big <laughs> is... Yeah. I loved it. The opening credits alone are astonishing. I would recommend that, actually. If you're going to watch this for one thing, watch it for the opening credits and then turn it the fuck off. <laughs> and sets the tone for a vintage movie that still holds up to this day. This day was 24th of January 2009, by the way. Um, I, I can only think a lot has changed since then and it no longer holds up. If you're expecting another Tomb Raider, Entrapment or Aeon Flux, think again. What a strange triumphant of movies there. <laughs> Actually, it's written Tomb Raider rather than Tomb Raider. So I only Ooh, think that must so. be the uh, the porn version. Uh, <laughs> Ooh, then... What kind of porn are you watching? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the Avengers is a very hip, very surreal spy serial which carries over superbly into the movie. Sexy, smart, and so Britishly prim. They must drink tea like 400 times in this film. It's ridiculous. They do. I give it £10 and a shilling for the way they awarded a very transparent cameo. Winky, winky. <laughs> <laughs> Avengers, you're needed. Brilliant. So, there you go. So yeah, uh, he I loved it. I wish, I'd gone for the, I wish I'd gone for the, uh, the, the posh voice. <laughs> yes, so much easier. John Corey's oh, easy enough to do, to do uh, just one thing. Surely it's a mistake. <laughs> you fucking ruined my acting career, you bastards. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still fucking Irish. <laughs> you bastards. You bastards. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was fun. So we can go back to our, you know, our normal pod uh, cast will res- resume. Yeah, uh, next damn episode. you, overlords! <laughs> I don't know why they did this to us. They, I, I was so happy for a while there. So happy. Yeah. When you get I've, the memo, when you get the little, like, you know, the little letter comes through the shoot and say you, you're you're required in viewing room number three. You're like, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, and then fuck, it's not quite. And again, I was hoping to get it with uh, 
young Deborah from accounting this time rather than you again. <laughs> <laughs> everyone, wants with, everyone wants it with young Deborah from accounting. Yeah. And um, what does she do all day? I just thought she photocopies and I mean, what is there to account for? It's just a load of smelly blokes and some women, you know, that, that, take, that takes a lot of accounting for. She's just basically <laughs> doing the, the HR appropriateness. <laughs> so next episode, next week's episode is going to be a proper, you know, this is scheduled. This one, this is we're doing X-Men more superhero stuff. Well, this isn't really technically, superhero but um the actual film is uh x-men origins am i right yeah yeah wolverine x-men origins i think it's got yeah thing well thanks for listening uh to this special podcast uh, about the avengers it was a good laugh and um if as always if you like what you hear just li- like subscribe and follow us on the socials we're, we're everywhere uh we're certainly trying to be as as, as everywhere as possible uh, and in this day and age it's very easy to be uh, spreaded around the interweb um <laughs> thank you matthew for for joining me uh, and uh, yeah <laughs> yeah that's it thank you chris for having me <laughs> You're very welcome. I can so tell you actually a, a true story about a very embarrassing thing that happened to me yesterday, if you'd like to tag this on the podcast. Yeah, crack on. We never have this sort of thing. Go on. Uh, so so I, I went to some training um, in, in, um, in London, in the big smoke. Uh, oh, wow. Oh, wow. And uh, we had our training and there were three of us. And um, I was kind of flustered because as we left... Uh, the lady showing us out was like, um, does anyone need to, to use the bathroom? In a really weird kind of mothery kind of way, <laughs> does anyone need oh. to use the bathroom? And I'm like, oh, actually, I thought, was, yes, I, I do need to have a little wee-wee. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I was like, oh, oh, uh, me, me, I need a wee. <laughs> and then, so I went to the toilet, but then I was aware that they were kind of just hanging around outside <laughs> waiting for me to finish my wee. Um, so I, I finished my wee, but it was flustered, but then I washed my hands, obviously as a human, human man now. It took about 30 seconds. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, went out and then they took us to the door. So, okay, so it's um, lovely to meet you. And like everyone's going, oh yeah, lovely to meet you, lovely to meet you. Got to me and I was kind of, I, I was in two minds about what to say. I, I, I couldn't think of what to say, <laughs> lovely to meet you or anyway. So I just said, love you. Uh, and then shook her hand and then I just kind of stood there frozen for a while um, not knowing quite what to do whether or not I should uh, retract that and uh, and where'd you go from there so I just stood stood there and then I just sort of like pushed the other people out the door and left because I I couldn't I couldn't do anything after that that was you can't come back from that how can you yeah she must have thinking hmm strange you might as well have kissed her full on the lips (laughs) Finished it off. Bye. Love you. I tell you what, it's, yeah. it reminds me of, I did something similar once when I was dropped off from a, one of my management team uh, quite, quite a few years ago, dropped me off at my house. So for some reason, we'd been out on a training day as well. And <laughs> he said, uh, so see you tomorrow. They went, yeah. Hello, mate. <laughs> I got my, like, greeting <laughs> way around. Said, yeah, cheerio, mate. I went, hello, mate. <laughs> That's that's weird. There's no comeback from that either. What do you do? I just yeah, scurried out, shut the door, and went. What the fuck? What the fuck? Yeah, yeah. So we're humans too. That's sort of sort of. Yeah, and that's without the power of editing. You see, it's without the power of editing, we're just normal human beings like you. Right. And before me. we actually, one more last thing before we go. It's very difficult to say goodbye to you all, but I must say thank. <laughs> Uh, uh, no, you hang out, up. <laughs> shout out to uh, long-term listener Darren, who who actually gave uh, lent me a copy of the Avengers in real time, real life stuff. Yeah, uh, a DVD. 
an actual DVD. So cheers for that. It was a good shout for this movie and a good pun that we've done on you. <laughs> oh. uh, yeah. Yeah, so see you all next time, I guess. Bye. Bye. That was a very silly thing to do.